Welcome back to Unreasonably Doubtful. These two are already in progress. Y'all. Hot damn. <laughs> we are back with episode five mm. of Hulu's original series, Reasonable Doubt. Episode five is called, hold on, here I go again, So Ambitious. Should be called Motherfucker. <laughs> Holy shit. Should be the name of this episode. So... Girl. All right. So episode five is a complete flashback. This is a flashback for Jack's relationship with her mom, her relationship with Paul, how she meets Damon, how she uh, meets Lewis, and how her friendships have come together over the years Mm -hmm. with her uh, her crew. So it opens up. She's a we knew she was a public defender. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike. Miguel Ortiz, who's the DA. Um, He was in the district attorney's office, but he wasn't the district District attorney. Attorney. He was probably an assistant. Right. Um, And it goes into how Mike was, he got this award and he's failing himself. And he's telling Jax his plan is to become the first Hispanic mayor of L.A. That's his plan. I eat step all over your back, bitch. Whomever, whomever, whatever, whomever, whatever. That was his plan. Mm -hmm. So they're in the middle of this case and they go out, whatever. And he says to Jax, so like, what's up? Let's, you know, let's make some Afro Latino babies and whatever. And she's like, Mike, you so Miguel, you so funny. And he looking at her like, what do you mean? And she's like, oh, shit, you serious? Dead serious. And he really was. Like, you just, again, for career opportunity, you're going to just create this family. And, girl, she said, all right, Mike. All the way up. Since I see what your ambitions are and that's what you're about, Mike, not Miguel, Mike, I'm out. So let's talk a little bit about Jax and um, her mom. So... Jax is single, right? Her mom is even single. Mm-hmm. She had already been with Paul and they had broken up. Her dad, they apparently had gotten a divorce. Mm-hmm. We find out that her dad was an alcoholic and um, a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Drug addict, not mm-hmm. alcoholic. He was a drug Very addict. Very undependable. And, but still a good person. And I don't know, I guess I'm assuming they were married. Um, it didn't really get into that a little bit, but I'm, I'm assuming it didn't, but she'd already previously been with she'd Paul been with and him broken up, and then with broken them. up with him. And it became very clear that the reason she had broken up with him was whatever happened with, with Jax, Jax. Right. So the mom is like, Oh, you know, your friends are getting married and you know, you really need to find someone to help you forget about, you know, whomever your ex was, whatever. So she's like, oh, you know, I'm all right. I'm focusing on my work and, you know, trying to build myself up, whatever. But her mom, again, oh, you need a man. You need a man. Fine, whatever. So her girlfriends. So let's talk about her girlfriends. So when we meet the girlfriends individually, we find out that Autumn is gay, but she's in the closet. Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to 
tell their four friends group. So they've been four friends for a long time, obviously, because this at this point, this is like what if Damon's been in jail for 16 years, this is like, what, 20 years ago ish. Right. Because right? they think this plus one is just a roommate. Right. And she has this, this roommate and she's like, I don't want to tell them and they're not like you. And, you know, OK. But wait a minute. My teeth fell out. Put your teeth back episode. there, Melinda. <laughs> Wait a minute, these though. Microphones. These are your girls. Out. They've been together through thick and thin. Yes. Why can't you tell your girls? I don't know. I feel like, you know, you put it the wrong way. Turn it around. <laughs> you sure you got one? You sure you got one? <laughs> I think you did what I did. I don't think I put it on the clip the first time. Okay, okay. you good. Um, I mean, yeah, these are your girls, but at the same time, they're young, they're early twenties ish, you know, maybe early mid twenties. It looks like, seems like they all just Doesn't graduated matter. college. I think if I was gay, I would have told you, you would have told I me, I would have told you, yeah, but exactly. would you have tell told your somebody like, would you have told somebody else that you consider cool and your your friends but not your best friend no because right see and that's where i'm at like jack seems to be the adhesive for the whole friends group it's like everybody feels like jacks is their best friend but jacks is not everybody's best, best friend. friend you know yeah. what i'm saying like she's yeah. she's the best friend for the group yeah but not everybody's her best friend yeah but and that's what she said. That's what Autumn said. She's like, they're, I don't feel like they're going to see it like you. And again, seeing this friends group, I don't think they would judge her. But so let's talk about judgment for a second. We all judge. It's like an instant knee jerk reaction. I feel like it comes from, you know, our experiences, what we've been taught. You know, it, it's we, we all instantly judge. But then what you do with that later, it's like you can look at something and be like, what the hell? And then we're like, damn, no, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like everyone judges. If somebody's telling you they're not judging, they're full of shit, they may not vocalize it or they may have taken that time to really consider it. Um, but everybody judges. So the fact that only Jax knows that she's dating a woman speaks mm -hmm. to the relationship that she has with Jax yeah. as opposed to the other two friends. Correct. Right. So, and again, this is still 16, 17 years ago. Right. right? So <laughs> we see that. Um, Sally, the doctor is getting married. She's marrying his dude. Sally married some old dude. I don't understand. And it's crazy because <laughs> Sally looked like she married her dad. I don't know. Okay. I'm not judging. Guilty. I am. Look, I am, but I'm not, but I Guilty, am. Guilty. I do that. Um, but it, yeah, I'm, again, she married and Jackson said to her at one point, like, I've never seen you like this with anyone. You know, he makes you better. He makes you happy. So if that is, it is what it is. Marry, do what makes you happy. That's all. So <laughs> they're having the bachelorette party, right? So let's talk about the bachelorette party for a second. So they got the little stripper there, whatever. And Sally is getting crunk. Sally is getting turned up. Turned She's completely up. turned. Drunk as hell. Uh, they're all talking through whatever. Um, we realize that this is when um, Chanel 
met Jamarion. We got his name right this time. This is when she met Jamarion at some party or whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute, Jamarion? Jamarion? Like the the bat, the football player? Mm. So she's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And they started talking at this point. Um, Another one, keeping secrets. Even then, Chanel was keeping secrets. Mm. She didn't think for some reason, a football player was going to be accepted in her friend group, even then. I don't know if she didn't think he'd be accepted, but, I mean, he is a football player. So how long is he going to be around? Does he really like you for you? Or does he just want to get the draws? Yeah, got or, a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah, got a point. So, yeah. But again, we do. We don't tell everyone everything all the time. And you really shouldn't. Some shit you keep to yourself. Some shit you take to your grave. It is what it is. Um, but you do have that one close girlfriend that you normally do tell everything yeah. to, no matter what. Um, because like Autumn, you know you're not going to be judged. You know, it just is what it is. Um, but Sally's ass <laughs> at the party. So she gets drunk, the the bachelorette party. And she gets drunk. She goes in the bath. She's sitting on the stripper lap, tonguing down the stripper. And next thing you know, she's throwing up. He like, oh, shit. <laughs> What the hell throwing up in my mouth? How you so drunk? You got your tongue in a dirty-ass stripper's mouth. Okay, and no, no. Look, here we go. Judging the strippers. You judging the strippers. Yeah, I am. They could be clean people. (laughs) I forgive. Forgive me. My stripper community. I apologize. That was my ignorance flipping out. That was our back in the day (laughs) strippers. Going Ooh. to the strip shows and watching girls go Girl. down on strippers. Ugh. Who knows where that penis has been? First penis of all, that penis has been in 85 hands this evening. For real. That penis got corona these days. <laughs> these days. <laughs> Man, listen. Don't touch that. Don't you touch that. Definitely don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> but I digress. So... <laughs> She throws up. She goes in the bathroom. Of course, Jax is there because Jax is her best friend. And I feel like Sally is Jax's best friend, too. Because there's really, with the two of them, there really is no judgment. And we've seen that from episode one. Yes, we have. When Sally was like, girl, it's been three months. You're not sleeping. You need to go ahead and get you some donkey dick. If it comes from Lou, it's great. But if it don't, that's your business. But why did it have to be donkey? Because, because... <laughs> That just well, sounds like straight pain. Let me just go ahead and take a sip of wine because this episode Yeah, you sip because I don't know nothing about a donkey, Jesus. Wine again. Hold on, y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Donkey. I'm scared. Uh-uh, don't be scared. Don't I'm laugh. scared. Don't laugh either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. I mean, to each his own or her own, but... Ooh, that donkey. That's all. Not, not my department, y'all. <laughs> just gonna that's say all, that. That's that ain't why I, I like the whites. That. It just ain't my department. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. So wait, so they're in the bathroom. Sally's throwing up. Jax is there holding a hair back and they're talking and they have a moment where Sally is like, Jax, one tick forever? And she's like, it's because I'm a hoe, isn't it? Poor baby. Sally. <laughs> but Sally was on to something, whether it's a donkey or not. One same old dick you know inside and out. There's no excitement, no surprises. You're supposed to have this for the rest of your life. You know what it does. You know what you can make it do. I feel you, Sally. 
And here's the thing. It's like we get mad at men for saying that. Like the same old same for the rest of your life. But that shit works both ways. Full disclosure, yeah, not every woman is just happy with the same old, same, same old, old for the bit. rest of her life, too. So it's it's real. It's real for men. It's real for women. Especially when that motherfucker can't get up and all we got to do is open up. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. So, so they have their moment. And she's so cute. She's like, I'm supposed to be a housewife, but I'm really a housewife. <laughs> Poor baby. Um, and it, I don't, I honestly, again, I don't feel like it makes you a hoe because you all. enjoy sex as long as it's consensual, as long as it's, um, protected, do what you want to do. It's nobody's business and it's no one's right to, to judge you because of what they do or don't want to do. And I feel like these couples need to have these discussions before they Ooh, get married. Girl. You need to realize <laughs> that it can get boring <laughs> It cannot work. Like, he just can't get it up. Doesn't mean you guys don't love each other. You love your significant other, then you're going to give them what they want. Don't bring me no diseases. Don't bring me no motherfucking babies. How about that? That was my dance break. That was my shout while you was giving your speech. Because, again, being older, right? When I was younger, I really did feel like, you know... um, one, like one relationship. I, and I am a relationship person. And I feel like I am good with that one for the rest of my life. But of course, we do need to add some excitement. It can't just be the same old, same old every single time. That's for men and for women. It, it definitely is. And I've learned it is definitely both of our jobs to keep it spicy. Now, I will say as the woman, I do want to be pursued. Like, I want to feel like a girl. I want to feel, how does Wendy Williams say, soft and pink. And I, it took me a long time to realize that because I was raised by a single woman, my grandmother. Single, right? older woman. Older woman who was strong, you know, who handled everything, um, who, you know, she was just that strong black woman that we hear so much about. I saw her cry one time ever in my life. And we're talking about, I've watched her at all her little brother's funerals. I watched her at her little sister's funeral. My grandmother cried one time and it wasn't at a funeral at all. You know, so that was my hero growing up. So I'm like, damn, I got to be strong. I got to be strong for this one. I got to be strong for that one. I got to do this. I got to handle this. I got to take care of everything. But what myself. is it Graham didn't tell you that she, she was doing? But Graham, she didn't tell you. That's it. Behind closed doors. I don't know what was going on. I can only imagine that she was crying her fucking ass off at night like I do. <laughs> Every now and again. She's getting her rocks off too. Oh, well. Please don't talk about my grandmother like that, okay? Love you, Graham. <laughs> but we know you had a working twat oh, just like oh, we do. Here we go with the T word again. And don't nobody want to hear. Don't nobody want to hear. What's wrong? Is that not the worst shit you want to hear? What's wrong? And it's true. It's true. It's very true because that, like that for me, that was like trigger words back in the day. It's like, you're fine until somebody says what's wrong. Why then you completely look at me fall apart. and say, what's wrong? <laughs> this shit is boring. <laughs> you want mm-hmm. me to be, uh, bend over? Bend over. What's wrong? <laughs> is it good go. for you? Don't ask me any questions. Just, Does it sound like it is? <laughs> just go. But look, so, okay. So, you know, it's like, 
again, you, you grow, you learn, but I, I definitely agree with you that when it's time for a real serious relationship, when you're in a serious relationship that you believe is going to lead to marriage and it's not necessarily your first one, it could be. Some people, the first person they, they get with is the person they marry. But I feel like Realistically. once the two of you decide that marriage is the next step, conversations need to be had about really? sex, about, you know, relation, how we relate to one another, um, finances, how we're going to raise the children, like serious conversation. And this is why I feel like divorce is at a 50% rate because mm-hmm. the, nobody tells you to have these conversations. You just, you love me. I love you. Let's get married. It doesn't work. And especially in these over, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, these days of social media and everything, like it's so, everybody so tells easy. you to go after the ever after, but no one tells you how to keep that Girl. ever and I after feel like or ever what it's going to take possible. to keep it. And I feel like ever after is possible, it but is. number one, it's never, it's never going to be perfect. The people that find 100% of what they want, God bless you, because I don't feel like it's something that is really attainable. Like they talk about about something 80, 20, like there's a good chance you'll find 80% of what you want. And then that other 20%, you got to just make it work. You don't get to be this age Mm -hmm. and not realize that there is no 100% 100%. of everything you're looking for. So somewhere somebody is lying. And if you're perfectly (laughs) happy with lying and trying to keep up that lie, Be my guest. But the lies are the problem. The lies are where the problems begin. Whether you're lying to yourself or lying to your partner, that's where the problems begin. Truth, the truth will set you free. I don't know how many times I've heard it. Like busting a nut. So true. Like busting a well-needed nut. (laughs) You have to be honest. Again, with yourself and with your partner. Again, that's something that I've learned. If you don't ask for what you want, whether it's something physical, whether it's something emotional. Don't be mad when you don't get it. You're not going to get it. Then don't be mad when you're not you're getting not gonna it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. So so anyway, all right, we've gone off on a little tangent. Sure but enough. The bottom line is that um, Sally likes dick. <laughs> <laughs> From the valley. We realize that. Valley. Sally's not judging. Nope. Jax. Um, it is what it is. They love each other. Sally obviously moves on and gets married. We also find out that Sally is Chanel's cousin. And I feel like I I remember something to that effect in the beginning, but now it's 100% clear that they're cousins. Um, Jamarion didn't show up to the wedding. Which is why Sally is still, I meant Janelle is still in the friend group. Chanel. Oh, Chanel, Lord, everything is making sense. She's a cousin. But I don't know if it's that. I, I, so we see a softer okay, side of Chanel. Okay, why they're putting up with her. I feel like, and I feel like, again, I feel like Chanel's getting a bad rep, right? Because Chanel, obviously, she had this football player. And it's unfortunate, but you know with the football player is going to come finances. It's going to come some level of comfort. Everybody wants him. Who wants a piece of meat that don't nobody want, right? So you know he's got all these women chasing after him. He's got this football contract, whatever. So she kind of fell into that. Um, But at the same time, I don't feel like it makes her a bad person. I just feel like 
her values are a little off and she just went with what she felt like made sense for her. But we also see her trying to maintain after 16 years that they've been together. Cause I'm basing everything off of Damon now. Cause 16 years later, she's still married to this. Well, dude. Chanel, I really, really think Chanel's problem is the other three girls are professionals. Are they though? We, cause we still don't know what Autumn does. Oh, you're right. We have no idea what Autumn we does. We don't know what Autumn mm -hmm. does. We have no idea what she does. Okay. But we know, we know that she's gay. Yes. And we know that, uh, Sally's the physician and she's married. Mm -hmm. And then Jax obviously we is the married attorney. We all know what the fab Jax does. But we have no idea what Autumn does yet. Right. Okay. But okay. we do know that Chanel was the trophy wife or is the trophy wife. There was even a, a scene where they were out together and <laughs> things were getting heated between Chanel and Jax. And then Sally was like, oh, let me order some cake. And Chanel's like, girl, I can't eat. You know I can't eat no cake. What you mean you can't eat no cake? Ever? You in so the wrong situation. it's that, you know, got to maintain, got to maintain because all these women are throwing draws at him. And obviously, I, you know, your man, but it's bullshit because he's clearly your age. You're only oh, you know going to do what age is. So he gets to keep doing whatever, whatever the hell he wants to do with his little pot belly. But she's got to starve herself to keep in competition with these little girls. Absolutely. Nope, I don't think so. Nope. And not just that. It's the same thing with with um, Brayden. The same thing with Sarah. She, she knows what she knew what he was doing. She knew he was having an affair. She knew. But as the wife, it's like you turn your head. And I'm not saying that this is what you're supposed to do, but this is what they chose to do. Your marriage and your children mean more to you. And we don't know if Chanel has kids. I'm guessing she doesn't. But yeah, we've heard um, we, we haven't heard anything about children. But your marriage and your children mean more to you, obviously, than sex or him cheating. Mm -hmm. Now, for and we've had this conversation in the past. For some women, cheating or sex with someone else is a deal breaker. Not for all. Because... Nope. Sex is an act. Definitely not for me. And again, it depends. You have to have a relationship that is communicative where you can say, okay, here, here's my list of shit that's a deal breaker. Let's talk through. Am I doing something or not doing something that you need? Fuck these traditional wedding vows. Oh my God. Fuck the we traditional been, wedding vows. We have been brainwashed. We've been taught... Here's the American dream, a house, a car, 2.5 children and a dog. White picket fence. Oh my goodness. That's not for everybody. Everybody don't want a goddamn house. It's not realistic. Everybody don't want to have the motor. You get it, off. but then you can't maintain it. Because <laughs> you, you don't really want it. You don't nope. really want to. Nope. You know, and we talk about, you know, polygamy. It's a negative thing. It's illegal. How can you get, see, and this Seems is to be where. working for the people that are in it. Hmm. It, I would imagine that it does work well if you don't feel like it one night. There's wife number two. She can go ahead and put out. You don't feel like cleaning today? Wife number three. She can. Amen. <laughs> Listen, I, I am not a polygamist. However, I get it. And I'm not judging. Do your thing. Whatever makes you happy, you're going to have to explain this to your children. 
Yeah. You're going to have to explain this to your family and friends. You're, this is your life. Do what you want. That's why I don't understand why everyone, the government, is so concerned with what people do behind closed doors. I don't give a shit who you... When I go to the bank, not that any of us go actually into a bank any longer, but if I were still walking into a bank, I don't give a shit who the teller slept with last night. Really I don't. care that homegirl or homeboy... It's counting out count your money. money. Exactly. That's all I care about. I don't care who you slept with. None of that. On that note, I can't mm. hold this wine brought to us by... <laughs> all right. So Melinda's going to go ahead and take a quick um, wine expulsion break. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I'm going to keep... Um, I'm going to keep talking about... Um, so let's talk about the case. So we see that Jax, again, is a public defender and we learned that she is handling 35, she's got a 35 case load. How can a public defender be expected to properly handle 35 cases? 35 y'all, one, two, three, four, five. like seriously. Um, in corporate, I'm a project manager, right? I've managed up to 10 projects at a time. And if I'm being honest, some things tend to fall through the cracks at some point because you have 24 hours in a day to manage everything and deal with your own personal stuff. So 35 cases, but this is 35 people's lives that are at stake, overworked, underpaid. Jax was talking about buying a dress to uh, Sally's wedding. She couldn't afford it. She couldn't afford it. But 35 cases, that's ridiculous. So Damon, we meet Damon. He becomes her 35, her 35th case, so to speak. And so apparently what happened is that he and one of his boys were out at a club, um, having a good time, having drinks. And his friend starts kicking it with a girl. And apparently the girl's boyfriend was around and felt disrespected. A fight breaks out. It's a complete melee. Everybody's fighting. Um, you know, fists are being thrown. Everything's going on. And in the end, the girl's boyfriend ends up stabbed in the neck. Now he is stabbed in the neck with Damon's knife. Now we learn that Damon is upstanding citizen has never been in trouble before, uh, graduated uh, college locally, I'm sorry, high school locally, um, runs his father's business. We find out that he and Jack have in common the fact that his dad was also an addict. So they have that, you know, um, uh, they have, they can commiserate together on this particular topic. Damon's mom passed away when he was young. So Damon has really been running his father's business and caring for his little brother this whole time. So now he's in this position where he's adamant about the fact that he did not do this thing. He can't go down for it because his brother needs him. So, so now what? So now Jax has, hi, Harry. <laughs> Harry's, Harry's Melinda's cat. He wanted some, some time. I don't know if you guys heard that, but so he's talking to Jax about his case and what does Jax do? Jax 
again, public defender. When this particular episode opens, she is with Hector, right? Who Hector was the, yeah, that was her first case. When it opened, we get into this flashback. And although he's innocent, Hector's ready to take a plea deal because he don't want to deal with this shit anymore. He doesn't want to deal with the case. He feels like because he's Hispanic, he's not going to get a fair trial. He's like, let me just, let me just plead out. And she's like, Hector, but you're innocent. Let me fight for you. And he's like, no, I'm done. I'm good. He's, he did, he he did the best. He doesn't have that much fight left in He's him. not interested. So then when we get to Damon and his thing with Jax is, what do I do? What would you do? What do I do? And what does Jax say? Give up. Jax is like, well... Here's a plea deal. If you deal, if you take this plea deal, you you'll know you get six years. Uh, voluntary manslaughter, you get six years. The likelihood is that you'll be out on parole in two years. Because in her mind, what Hector said made sense. Like, well, damn, if I'm looking at it from your vantage point, right. And if we go to court, I I have a chance of you know going to prison for a real real time. So I'm just gonna plead out and forget it. And um, so when Jax finally says to Damon, just plead out. He flips out. He's like, damn, so you just going to turn on me too. You just not going to support me like everybody else in my life. Fuck it then. I'll just plead out. Fine. I'll take the plea deal. So now Jax is in her feelings and she's like, damn, how, what, what do I do? So then they go through this whole thing. Um, she's thinking about it. She's reconsidering. And then she's like, you know what? Let's, let's fight. Let's fight. Let's fight. I'm here for you. And he's like, but do you believe me? That was important to him. And we see a lot of, and again, now this is even more confusing for me because we see a lot of what Damon was like before. And it's the same as now. His intensity. He's asking Jack's questions about herself. And she is getting far too personal. She's allowing it to go too far. This is your client. Yeah. Your client doesn't need to know that you're single. Your client doesn't need to know your drama. You know, you want to build a rapport with your client, but you still need to have a line somewhere. Yeah, why does he know your friend's getting married? And Jax has no lines. He's even got a burner phone, and now he's calling her at all kinds, at all times of the night and carrying on. But we now see why Jax ghosted him when she mm-hmm. lost that case. Because she took it somewhere it shouldn't have been. But I don't think that was it, though. I think so. He calls on the burner phone in the middle of the night. She's like, wait, how you um, how are you calling me? And they get very personal with each other on, you know, what's going on. And they end up having phone sex. Again, very intense. They end up having phone sex. Um, Next day, she goes to see him. And oof. God damn it. Normally my favorite color is purple, but it's orange right now. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking Damon Cook. Freaking Michael Ely. Um, So they meet and she's like, okay, so let's talk about the case. Because we got it. He's like, I don't want to talk about the case. Mm. And so now she's falling in love. She's falling for him. He's falling for her. She's trying to save him. And now I feel like that's where she went left. She got too personal with the client. She did. She got too personal. And then we see his boy, Raphael, where they were both uh, plaintiffs, right? In the case. All of a sudden. He flipped. He flipped. He flipped. And the, the ADA, Mike, gave him a deal, in my opinion, to further his uh, career, 
to becoming the first Latino mayor of Los Angeles. He gave Rafael this deal. They worked something out. Now Rafael is saying he saw Damon stab this dude. When did this happen? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now, you're, yeah, you saw this happen. He seen the whole thing. It was terrible. And I feel like it felt like Jax was winning the case. But once he took the stand, he let Mike get under his skin. No, once he let, once she let Damon get into her panties <laughs> mentally yeah. is where she went wrong. Definitely. Because she could have seen this shit coming. She should have. She definitely should have. And they should, and that's what she said. You're right. Because that's what she said when she went to see him. We need to be prepping for your cross-examination. And he was like, no. I, I don't want to talk about the case. And that's what they should have been doing. We know Prepping each other. for that cross-exam. As, you know, attorney and client. Mm -hmm. And that's where it should have stayed. It should have. I mean, all the... It was beautiful. <clears throat> it was amazing. But it wasn't It wasn't the time. And I feel like that's, that's a part so of what cost is, her the case. This is why she has so much guilt about mm -hmm. Damon's case. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally agree. So obviously, she ends up losing the case. And it's crazy, though, because you picked up on it just like I did. When they said that um, he was guilty, the camera cut to Mike. And there was a juror that was looking at him. And he got a, gave a weird look. Did you pay the juror to sway the other jurors, For Mike? real, because she looked dead what at Mike. What did you do? And he looked over at He looked her. at her and then he looked away like, oh, like, don't look at me. You know, it, I don't know. It felt a little guilty. dirty. And you know what's funny? This whole time, and I haven't mentioned it because I really didn't think Mike was going to have a big part in, you know, in the whole series. But Mike has felt... A little weird to me like he's felt like so obviously we see Jax turned him down you know she didn't want to have a relationship with him um we see he's got these delusions or these grandiose plans on becoming the mayor Mixed babies you know well that too and he wants to become the the not the mayor but the first governor okay. of LA so he's he's on his trip right now to be mayor so Mike is going to do whatever Mike needs to do and now it concerns me with Brayden, although I'm thankfully <laughs> she doesn't have a relationship with Brayden. She ain't Hallelujah. trying to hold hands with Brayden under the uh, under the desk. But it just feels like whatever he needs to do, he's going to do. So are we going to see a repeat of juror tampering? Are we going to see a repeat of, you know what I'm saying? So I guess, For you real, know. Because what? There's no sexual uh, intensity with Brayden, nor that racist ass cop. Mm-hmm. So, and no other partners at her uh, law firm. Right. So, uh, hopefully we have, we're done introducing <laughs> characters. I'm having trouble no, keeping up here. <laughs> Shit. No, it's good. I, I like it. I like how it's written. Um, it, it's a little crazy at times of the back and forth. This whole, I feel like we, we didn't address the fact what really uh, lost Damon's case. Was his prints on a knife? Well, was that the... I don't think that was it because it was his knife. And he said that during the melee, he always carried a knife to the point that they had the owner of the, the tackle shop there. 
right? And he's like, oh, this is your longtime client. So he knew who he was. And yes, he bought the knife. But Damon said that he always carried a knife with him. And I know people that are, Ernest carries a knife with him everywhere he goes. He always has a, but it's for a the pocket police, knife. Prince seals it. But the prints were inconclusive. Oh, damn, they were. It was his knife. He never denied it. But the prints were inconclusive. So in my mind, that means that somebody else picked up the knife. That's why the prints were inconclusive. Because if it's my knife, why wouldn't you find my prints on it? Because somebody else smeared the goddamn prints. But okay, I digress. I mean, I'm already convinced that Raphael did it because he's a fucking liar. He lied on his friend. And this, again, goes back to who's your friend? And does it, it comes down to if it's you or me, it's always going to be you. I'm not going down. And that's what happened. Here's Raphael with a criminal background. And of course, it doesn't mean just because you have a criminal background that you did it, but you're going to lie on your friends just so you don't have to go down. What kind of shit is that? That's not your friend. That's an associate. Do you probably shouldn't be associating with. And Damon learned that the hard way. Everything's hindsight. He learned it the hard way. Um, so anyway, so moving forward, so we get to, we get to the end, right? So Damon is now guilty. A little bit before that, Jax had gone to her mom's house and Paul was there, right? And we talked about that and their relationship, but mom is getting back with Paul. They open the door and it's Paul. So whatever Paul did, he was saying that he was an alcoholic and that he was sorry, sorry for the things that he had done. And mom was ready to forgive him. Ready. So this is what Jax was talking about previously, where she was like, well, you're so quick to forgive Paul. Why couldn't you forgive my dad? So again, we still haven't confirmed 100%. I feel like we all have a good idea of what happened. Mm-hmm. We don't know for certain, but we have a good idea of what happened. But mom was ready to forgive and get her man back. She was ready. Is she one of those moms who can't live without a dick? Because she showed enough welcome Paul's ass back. She did. She did. So Jax was not, clearly not ready to forgive him. Had no interest. And And she couldn't believe, she couldn't believe that her mom was accepting him back. We're just talking about what we saw, yeah. not what we would do in those instances, because mm-hmm. you don't know what you would do mm-hmm. if you were the person facing these circumstances. Absolutely. So we're just talking about what we saw and how we interpret it. Yep. We're not talking about, oh, this is what I would do. Nope. Nope. Because you don't Never. know. It's you like you just always, don't know. you always, like I said, we all judge. We all judge. And it's very easy to judge a situation that you're easy. not in from the distance, from a distance. Ooh, this wine is getting to me again. Um, <laughs> it's very easy to judge a situation that you're not a part of. Um, I always remember, it's so funny. I always liken it to back in the day when I had no kids and my friends had kids. And I will call them and hear the kids in the background. And I'll be like, oh, God, I'll just be ready to get off the phone. Like, I don't even, what is going on in that house? Chaos and pandemonium. I would do this. Until I was the mom with the kids running in the background and screaming and carrying on and ignoring their asses. Because (laughs) Look, do you know where I learned not to judge what a mom does with her kids? Tell me. When you had John Boy. Mm. 
when you had John Boy was the closest I'd ever been to a mom, a single mom with kids. Mm -hmm. And that is where I learned, don't you <laughs> fucking dare open your mouth to say what you would have done if you were that mom mm -hmm. and you running around here with no fucking kids and you don't have this shit on your shoulders and weighing on the back. I Same. learned from you. And I learned from me too. I, I learned, learned from you. That don't judge. And John Boy is a nickname, y'all. Just, just. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it wasn't the Waltons. I give everybody um, a nickname. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. Um, so, oh, yeah, Waltons. Y'all, Google yeah. it. If you're listening, you probably know. But if you're a millennial, you have to Google it. But, um, no, I really did. And that, again, growing and aging is how I learned not to judge. You, because you don't know what that person's circumstances are. Like your initial, again, your initial instinct. Oh, I would never. Mm. But you, and that's where I learned not to use that word either. Never, always. Those are words you can't use because you don't know. You can think you know all day long. But God knows you sure as fuck. But until do you're not know. in that situation, you don't know what you'll do. You don't know what you'll say. You have no idea. Nope. Until it's you. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but <laughs> we see Jags, Lord Jesus, when Damon got convicted, when Damon was um, char not charged when he was convicted of this crime guilty. Oh my goodness. Jax. And the only person she really had to go to was her mom who she had just left the other day, taking Paul back angry. That's who she had to run to. And her ugly cry was so bad. Wait, wait, wait. But was anybody thinking what I was thinking when he got convicted? No, I didn't get to try the dick yet, Lord. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I don't know if anybody was thinking that. Oh, Lord, okay. you done made the cat run away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lord, I didn't get to try that dick yet. <laughs> you are ridiculous. I don't I don't think well, dick less, but I don't I don't know if that was the case, but it I really feel like she fell in love with him. I really do. Oh, Just that Say fast. what you said. Say I'm what gonna you say said. It. Let me get there. I'm going to get there. Hold on. You're okay. not going to build up. All right. Up. All right. got to build up. All right. So she goes to her mom and she is, oh, Jack's got an ugly cry. Lord Jesus. Emma Yahtzee, you are the most beautiful woman ever. But oh, that cry. Lord Jesus. Mm. So <laughs> she took that cry back to roots. <laughs> no, not Kizzy. Kulta. Not Kizzy and Kulta. <laughs> Okay, so she so she goes to her mom. She's completely devastated. She can't believe this is happening, what have you. So she goes to the jail to see Damon. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, going through these motions. And we'll fight it. We'll have an appeal. You know, we're going to get you out of here. And he's looking at her with them fucking eyes. And he's like, listen you fought for me. You did the best that you could. He's like, but now I'm in here. You're out there. You got to go become that badass lawyer. And oh my God, I thought I was going to die. And now I'm fucked up in my head. Cause I'm like, damn, this is who we've seen from Damon all along. 
So maybe he doesn't have a vendetta. Maybe he really is this good fucking guy we thought he was this whole time. Please don't let him be the one. Oh my God, I'll be so devastated if he really is the one that has her hemmed up in the goddamn chair tied with the gun. Mm. I'll be so upset. Anyway, keep going. So he says to her, you're out there. I'm in here. I'm a criminal. Y'all, this is what Jax meant by when she said, I love criminals. Mm. She doesn't love criminals. She loved him. She loves Damon, She loved him. Oh. And imagine, here's someone, and you know, it's like, I'm sure there's some people like, how she love him? She only knew him a few months, a couple weeks, whatever it was. He was in jail the whole time. Mm -mm. How many of y'all have us fallen in love on social media. How many of y'all have us fall in love with somebody you've never met? If it wasn't the case, we would not have the series Catfish. Hello? Okay. So, yes, she 100% fell in love with him. He was giving her what she needed emotionally and wasn't getting anywhere else. And this nigga was behind bars. They hadn't even and still giving her still what giving she her needed what she need. emotionally. Think about it, y'all. Come on, women. <laughs> Oh my God. So she leaves the jail. He done told her, go live your life. Don't worry about me. You go be the badass lawyer. I'm in here. You're out there, whatever. So now she's in a daze. She's driving home or wherever the hell she's driving to. Totally unfocused on the road. Bam. Crashes into a car. Mm. Who gets out the fucking car? God damn Lewis. That's how she met Lewis. And you know what Lewis was in that moment? Say it, girl. Come on, say it. He was a fucking rebound. And that's all you ever gonna be, motherfucker. <laughs> you was a motherfucking rebound. Oh, y'all know Melinda can't stand Lewis. <laughs> but Lewis was her fucking rebound from Damon. He, he fit in the moment. That's what she needed. He, she needed someone to fill the void that she couldn't have with Damon. Now she I'm, don't get me wrong. She could, touch, she could hold she on could to. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she doesn't love her husband. Right. She 100% loves her. Think about how many times we've seen situations in, per, you know, in real life and on television where there was an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. People meet. They never know each other. Think about the monarchy. They fu- Eventually, you grow to oh. love that person. Yeah. But it didn't start that way. It started out of necessity. She needed something to hold on to. And Lewis was that. And guess what? Didn't start that way with Damon. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Lord Jesus. Didn't start Yo, that way what's with next? Damon. I'm so... Mm, mm, oh, mm, I'm so invested mm. in this damn show. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. All right, y'all. We about to go finish this bottle of wine. Hello? Uh. <laughs> Brought to you by my empty glass. Brought to you by my glass is still full, but I'm about to guzzle it. Mm. And um, you guys, what are your thoughts? What do you think about Lewis being... The rebound. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Um, what are your thoughts about Damon? Basically telling her, don't file an appeal for me. What? Mm. And then I'm also thinking, Melinda, I'm also thinking about CJ. CJ told her, yo, he can't go to jail. And she promised him. She promised him. Oh, God, there's another one. She another promised suspect. him that he wasn't going to jail. Another suspect. So, here we are. Yet again. What else going to do? 
All right, y'all. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. Who's got Jax? We're still, we still don't even know who the hell killed Kalisha. We sure don't. This, this, this episode didn't touch on Kalisha Anything. a bit. Yeah, this is all background, all background, and all I fucked up. Damon. All about Damon and Jax. All right, I'm about to go dream about Damon tonight, y'all. Right, don't judge me. Don't judge. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unreasonably Doubtful. Don't forget to leave us a review so we can know whether or not we're doing a good job.